I'm John Brandian, professional comedian for more than 30 years. And I'm Amanda McKinney, John's daughter for more than 30 years. Our family believes laughing is a learned behavior, and we want to teach you how we do it. So welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. All right, welcome to the the kitchen table. <laughs> welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. I'm gonna I talk real quick s- and pretend like I'm not completely distracted. I'm gonna see if I can talk and text at the same time. I'm gonna see if I can talk without engaging my mind. <laughs> welcome to the. I'm and sure it this, turns out I can. I'm sure which this is podcast will just record itself. Not a good idea. It's not a. It's not good to talk without engaging your mind, but I can do it. I can do it. Welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. Whew, there, said it. Uh, we're glad to have you with us, Carl. P K A R L G H. In case you're filling out a name tag right now. You know what? I've been intentionally not spelling it on the Fight Laugh Feast Network because because I was afraid somebody was going to be like, "What is that random what, collection of letters?" Yeah. We've never actually explained that we really appreciate the silent letters in we our do. family. We love silent letters so much that we have. Uh, Packed your name with them. We can't spell Carl any old way. I have one in my actual name. I have a silent H in my name, and that's part of the... All the letters in my name are necessary. Amanda. Uh But not in peaches. Yeah, because the C and the H work together. I was thinking about the A. Oh, the E and the A work together, too. To make us... The A makes the E say say its long sound. Mm. Say its name. All right, whatever. Uh, we could probably no, never. I'm not going to get off on that rabbit trail now. Uh, no. Speaking of fight, laugh, feast, we have a. Where are my sounds? We have a rally coming up in September that we are all going to be present at. If you are not signed up for the fight, laugh, feast rally, no, no, conference. fight, laugh, feast conference, there which is, a is basically a rally spelled differently. The rally is in the spring. The conference is in the fall. Mm-hmm. It matters. Matters why it's just it's just a group of people at a it's event. what they call it. If you mm-hmm. ask people who are in the know if they're going to be at the rally, they're going to say and I, no. And I'm clearly not one of those people. And it's a different group. Like people who are from the west side of the country often go to the rally because it's mm-hmm. in the South Dakota region, and then in the east side of the country, they more likely to go to the conference, which is in Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. which really isn't on the eastern part of the United States. Listen, it's, educate yourself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is uh, that we want you to be there, and we can meet face-to-face. We can shake hands. I'm we can so have a conversation. I'm so excited. Peach is going to be there. The podcast Ninja is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, your cherub's going to be there? I guess they'll have babies are going to be there. I actually have to register myself. Just got an email from the organizers who were like, hey, Hey, you should put your name on the you list. You need to register mm-hmm. officially. So there's enough spots for you. Yeah, so you should do that as well, Carl, because we want to meet you and have a conversation. Maybe uh, have some coffee. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, we have so many things to talk about this week. Do you have mail? And it, it, it wastes time when I say, oh, my gosh, we have so many things to talk about. Do I you should have just start mail talking to about read? Them. I do have some <gasps> mail. Do you okay. want to do that? Look, 
Look what I did. What? This is a surprise. I can't wait. Surprise! You have to turn them up. Oh, good call. You're welcome. I was going to be real upset when it mm-hmm. didn't work. It was going to be a disaster. <laughs> I just would have been like, no, why didn't it It's going to be work? so typical of what we normally do on this show. Okay, are you ready? Uh, no. Uh, and now I'm ready. What's this? A letter for me. That's totally worth the wait. Okay, because what Carl can't see is that rather than holding my phone up to the microphone, I just had to push a button. Now mm-hmm. we've got him loaded on our little fancy button machine. Mm-hmm. So how many different sounds do you have from mail? So far? Yeah. Five. Five? <laughs> do we? Okay, You want to hear another one? No. <laughs> okay, we'll save it. We'll save it. No. It's special enough. All right. <laughs> uh... Dear Peaches, actually, this isn't a uh, this isn't actually an email. But remember, you're the one that started this precedent when you if social media comments count. Yeah. Okay, go on, read it. Guy asked me if there was anything funny about pastors being arrested when mm. I was talking about the guy getting thrown in jail. Pastor up in Canada got arrested. If you're listening to this on the Fight Laugh Feast Network, then you absolutely know about this. You've already gotten yourself educated. Yeah, you already know about that. So the guy asked me, uh, is there anything funny about that? Because we are pretty infamous around here for saying that there's something funny in every situation. Mm -hmm. That that Particularly if there's a tragedy, if there's suffering somewhere, then that's when you need to be especially on the lookout for what's funny because there's something there. And it's occurring to me that I answered his question, but then I took a screenshot of that answer, and it is so tiny that I can't actually see it. <laughs> Fabulous. So, this is what happens when we try, to, like, we try to plan ahead, Carl, and this is what happens. This is why our podcast is better when we just fly by the seat of our pants. When we just, yeah, when we just don't organize. Okay, so here, here's the deal. Uh Yes, the answer is, of course. Of course, there's something funny about pastors being thrown in jail. But the secret to finding humor is you don't necessarily poke fun at or laugh at the tragedy itself. Mm -hmm. You have to sort of uh, look 15 degrees to the left or the right and find something that's funny around the event. Uh Uh-oh. My I hear, kids are fighting. I hear your children fighting. Hang are, on. Are you going to pause or are you going to make me keep talking? Should I pause? I'm really good at pausing. Right, Watch this. Ahead. All right, okay. so here. No, wait, wait. While we were paused, <laughs> we just paused and now we're back. You didn't even notice we were gone. But while you were gone, or while we were gone, I realized that this is not just mail call. Mm-mm. I played Bugs Bunny, but what I need to do. What is it? It's good grief. Is it? it? Yeah, we're trying to figure out what's funny about something that's... Oh, see, now we've got two, our segments coming. Good grief. There you go. Oh, wait. I, it's been so long since I pushed that button, I forgot my clown music. Uh-huh. <laughs> it makes me so happy. I know, it does. I was... You see that I, I didn't even talk after you pushed good grief because I knew that you were going to have to play a little bit of you that music. You remembered the clown music yeah. and I forgot? Yeah, well, I, I knew that you would have to play some... So I just was quiet and waited for it. Okay, so it's male and it's good grief. Go uh, ahead. What's funny about now that we've got that cleared jail? up? The answer is yes. There is things funny is about the past. Uh, number one, pastor being thrown in jail. It's hilarious to suggest that locking up pastors will increase the health and safety of the community, mm-hmm. which is the reason that they're doing it. 
you know, they're looking out for the safety of the community. So what we got to do is lock up those pastors because they're having church. Right. It's hilarious that Christians cower at home on Sunday morning while simultaneously claiming to believe God is watching out for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Go How on, about next. it's hilarious <laughs> to imagine a pastor answering, uh, answering the question when a hardened prison inmate asks him, "What are you in for?" Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. You know, you imagine the other inmates are in for murder and kidnapping and grand theft auto, and the pastor's like, I'm in for preaching a sermon. What are you going to do? Are you going to play? Don't do canned laughter. (laughs) We are so. No. We are so above that. Listen, I'm not the one who's like the comedian here making the punchlines i have to contribute Uh, here's my favorite here's my favorite uh funny thing it is hilarious to hear the pastors continue to praise god for his goodness as they're hauled away in handcuffs yes right But, but we've talked a little bit before about how laughter and Sadness are kind of two sides of the same coin. Actually, mm-hmm. the, the closer Correct. you get to something that's really funny, we call it heartwarming. Like that that fine line between laughing about something and crying about it. Mm-hmm. We, we say, oh, that warmed my heart. It made me so happy. And so right. that's well, kind that's, of where we're that's towing true. the line it's a, same, it's, a, it's a mixture of emotions, and that's why, but that's legitimate. You know, it's, it's not... It's neither good nor evil. It is neutral at one level. But it's also, I've always thought it was funny when the scripture talks about the apostles after they were flogged, after they stood up in the book of Acts and gave a testimony and talked about Christ, how they were pulled away and flogged. And then it says they went away rejoicing that they were worthy to suffer for the gospel. Right. So thank you for that beating. That is very fulfilling and encouraging to us to be whipped for the gospel. It's kind of like somebody asking earlier today, well, I guess the question that would have been answered um, was, is there anything funny about the way that the LGBT community is indoctrinating our children and spending an entire month um, celebrating pride in, you know, debauchery? And Mm -hmm. is there anything funny about the fact that, like, Christian businesses are being canceled and I didn't I didn't get that question. The NFL. No, I'm saying that would it would be like asking that question and just a little bit ago I saw that the Babylon Bee's answer was to write a satirical headline <laughs> and said NFL introduces new rainbow flag for the refs to throw when players aren't being gay enough. Right. <laughs> right. That and really that got is me. that is uh, something funny about the indoctrination of our children right. with Pride Month, we're but it's not, not always, directly right. We're not always talking about laughing at the actual situation, like you That's said. That's what I just said. I'm I said we look on one side or the other. Do yeah. you want me to reiterate? Yeah, it go ahead and agree with you. Or do. do you like it better when I argue? No, I want you to agree with me. Okay, so finding reasons to laugh despite the suffering has always been the goal. It's it's persevering in that joy and being unflappable i get i've gotten real annoyed by things a lot this week a lot of different things have really annoyed me that is a bit of an understatement but i've also laughed a lot this week and i was thinking about that earlier today i was like man for the for the emotional roller coaster it's been you know it it has been there have been lots of opportunities 
to crack up laughing. Just yesterday on the mom cast, just because I love you, we were talking about um, that feminist who who describes somebody's kid as a byproduct of sexual. I actually thought that you were going to want to talk about that we, on this podcast. We may. But are you going to, but you did it on your podcast and now you don't want to talk about it on this one. Well, I was just going to bring up how much that really, really graded on my sister Tabby, my sister-in-law Megan. But in the middle of even that recording, we ended up laughing about like the idea that we don't want to see pictures of people's kids. Right. We okay, no, save, save that. Save that. <laughs> pull, pull that up so that we can talk about that. Because I, I assume that's what you're in a whirl about. There's a lot. I'm saying there's a lot of things that I could talk that about you're whirling about? Yeah. Well, that's because a you're a woman and you can whirl about hundreds of things at the same time. We already talked about that, that issue I yesterday. I have another piece podcast. of email that I want to read. Okay, hang on. Now I get to use another. <laughs> <laughs> Just a minute. This is very do important. Have to, do we have to play a sound effect? Three in front of- simple words. You've got mail. Woo-hoo! <laughs> all right. Uh, gonna, all that right. one is not. I just finished listening quality. to the comedian next door published this morning, which was last week, mm-hmm. or uh, two weeks ago, I guess. And I have a I have a request. Uh, as a middle-aged man who identifies as a conservative Christian who also sports a full head of thick, luxurious hair. <laughs> Go on. The segment where you discussed female church leadership-induced baldness in men <laughs> troubled me. It seems that the study results you referenced fly in the face, much like Superman kiss curl, of this old church standard if your hair's too long. Oh. And then there's a link to, there's a song, if your hair's too long, there's sin in your heart. Have you heard it? No, but if that, your hair's too long, there's sin in your heart. No, that explains yeah. why there was definitely a dress code violation if the boys had hair that went past their ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he basically he. Uh, I look forward to your ever serious retort, Wooly in Noblesville, Carl. I don't think we have any argument, right? Well, he's uh, he's saying that the study that we referenced um, flies in the face of the, it, it's inconsistent with if your hair's too long, there's sin in your heart. Because if you're bald, then you are, you, you don't have sin because your hair's not too long, but you've been listening to women preachers in order to get bald. So I you see think, what you see what his question is? I think the question is, who wrote the hair too long, sin in your heart song? Was it a man? It was a man, wasn't it? It might have been. I didn't look. I didn't do the research. That tells you everything you need to know. (laughs) It's not a reliable source. (laughs) Find Uh, me a song about hair written by a woman, then we can apply it properly. If your head is bald, you've been listening to chicks preach. (laughs) You have to find me a female songwriter, and then we can properly exegete the theology. Exegete the theology of the 70s country gospel yeah, I, I actually thought about playing a little bit of that song, but you know we just don't have the time. You're not prepared. I, I on the other prepared. hand, downloaded several sweet sound effects. I don't know if you heard that I did that, but <laughs> I did. Very worth it. Uh-huh. All right. So the uh, the other thing that I do actually have here on my list of things to talk about is what have you made, and it's at the top of. So you want to talk about that again? Yeah. So are you prepared to do that? It's kind of a struggle to even like, it's kind of a struggle to even summarize this story. I was a little upset about the way you introduced it on your podcast because you just said someone sent me this link. 
Oh. I was kind of hoping that I would get credit for it, but it doesn't matter who gets the credit, I guess. It's all who that matters. Sent me, who, sent, who, drew, who drew this situation to my attention? This is a girl that I knew. I, I guess I still know her, but uh, she, we used to have some uh, performances together years ago. She's since moved to New York, and here's what she says, Carl, on her Facebook. She says, my first question for people is, what did you make this way? I can weed out the ones that are so terrified of growth and creation that all they make efforts to do is destroy. destroy. Do you have the rest of the quote? Oh, do you want me to? Yeah, because it, mine just says, see more. Maybe and, there are people that do neither. I'm guessing it means neither grow nor destroy, neither mm -hmm. create nor destroy. But I think I'll know them by their boringness. Mm -hmm. And like I told the ladies yesterday, it's real confusing. Like if you're going to try to spend too much time ex like trying to figure out what that post means, you're going to mm -hmm. just be confused. Well, she wants to she wants to know what people make. What do you make? She wants to know what people what make. What are you contributing to the universe? What are you contributing to the universe? Why are you using up oxygen? Why are you sucking the resources of this planet? Because if you don't make stuff that meets my approval, that meets my approval. you're terrified of growth. Justify your existence, minion. I Explain can, why I should let you live another moment. <laughs> I can weed out the, the people who are so terrified of growth and creation that all they do is destroy. So I prove, will decide. Prove you're not one of those people. I will decide who is worthy of existence. Yeah. That's what she's asking. So first comment. First comment is uh, assuming a friend of hers with a rainbow rainbow profile picture, and it says, I made this, and it has a picture of her son. Her son. Yeah. And this. the uh, poster, we'll just call her Karen. Let's just call her Karen for kicks and giggles. <laughs> uh, let's just call her that. Because that'd be really ironic if her real name was Karen. Wouldn't that be ironic? <laughs> Wouldn't it? What if her name really was well, Karen? Well, it depends on what the response is. <laughs> what kind of response did Karen have? That would be I, it's so ironic if her name actually was Karen. <laughs> uh, and it wouldn't be lost on us if it was. So she's responding underneath this woman's son, the picture, and she says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have this whole quote either, so. Yeah, I, okay, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be Karen. I'm pretty sure there are other impressive things that you've made. Making kids can happen on accident, too. <laughs> Maybe not ones as great as yours, but if everyone just defaults to a byproduct of sexual intercourse as their only value creating in the world, it will be a sad planet indeed. All right, so there you go. There you go. I Show me what you have made to justify your existence. Hey, I made this human. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> about that i i know you think that's a big deal but if it's just a byproduct understand the word byproduct is not the same as product a pro <laughs> it's not pro simply the product <laughs> right. of intercourse. the product of sexual intercourse is something that you made with some intentionality it's even more a important <laughs> right a byproduct is just a thing that sort of happens automatically like when you breathe out Right, like, like, carbon, like dioxide. carbon dioxide is the byproduct of respiration. Breathing is the whole point. Right, breathing, breathing out is just the byproduct. Right, it's just it's just a byproduct of that. Yeah. So basically, children are sort of the runoff <laughs> of the important thing that is being done. Uh, uh, so what I appreciated. <laughs> 
But I and this is what she says to her friend right. about her friend's son. About a picture After of After asking, what did you make? A real life person. And she's like, that's not what I mean. <laughs> we couldn't write it. We can't make this up. I know, you have to read it word for word. Right. So my favorite part is that somebody else came in, a third woman, who's, a, I'm assuming, a teacher of some kind, because she refers to educators. And she said, the photo that was included is way more than a product of intercourse. <laughs> Making amazing human beings is valid life work for parents and educators, and it takes a whole lot more than just intercourse. And Karen, now it's important to understand that Karen, if that's her real name, (laughs) uh, has been single her whole life, and uh, and has no children. Right. And now she's mid forties or older. Maybe she's pushing fifty, and uh, and and she is desperately trying to find out what her friends have done that has validated their life right so that maybe she can copy them she was really she expected probably somebody was going to try to post a picture of a kid somewhere but she had really hoped it wasn't going to be the first comment <laughs> not right off the bat for crying out loud because <laughs> she and she lives in new york and she's involved in the arts and so yeah. what she's what she's asking for is somebody to post a you know i i drew this i made this mural i right. uh, i did a sculpture that now stands in the library courtyard i design dresses i design dresses i do architecture well so the the educator points out the educator brings things back to the main thing which is that was not a picture of a byproduct that was a person's (laughs) boy that was a human being (laughs) it's valid life work to pour into human beings right there karen well karen is also does not identify as a quote religious person right I don't think any of the people in this thread no, did. No, But even not. the that other non-religious obvious. people were kind of like, ugh. It's I don't funny. Know, ugh. Isn't it funny how even the pagans are like, yeah, that doesn't seem right <laughs> doesn't to refer to well. that as just a byproduct of that intercourse. That a little harsh. I often giggle when Karen says things very forcefully, but I feel like she might be out of line. <laughs> Something feels off about that. <laughs> but what I love is that like nine people loved that comment about how it's life work it's important and valid life work to pour into humans and mm-hmm. nine people were like yes heart reacts yes. like karen was not one of them no she was not karen went and doubled down and basically she said yeah it's the yeah again, <laughs> again for me she starts with yeah it's the yeah, yeah. For me. <laughs> i don't think you're saying it right i think you need to say yeah 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 okay, okay. um this is Direct quote, I'm not interested in seeing people default to that and then have no other contribution to the planet. That's one of the problems with this country. Plenty of people make children and then spend the rest of their lives destroying things because their work here is done. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, destroying things. Yeah. And I know that's, that's probably fair. I know dozens and dozens of parents who, after they have children, they go, well, time to get busy wrecking everything else yeah. now. Here's my kid. <laughs> my work here is done. Here's my kid. I'm going to destroy civilization now. Yep. Because yep. That's, that's what we do when we're parents. We, we go, okay, this child, I brought a child into the world. Now I'm going to destroy the environment that that child lives in. That's uh, yep. totally what we do. And yeah, so the educator uh, came back and said, I mean, it would be a terrible world if people just made the babies and left it at that, but making amazing humans is work every single day for the whole of a lifetime. Right. I can 
um, make young people, I help make young people who use art to critically think about the world and then change their ideas of who they should be in the world. I think the ongoing work of humanity is more than any one act, right? Like to look, to look at a picture of a person's <laughs> kid and immediately think nothing except of the act that created. <laughs> right, the momentary act of passion that resulted can't. in conception. Right, and that's why, that's why we had to read it. That's why we had to say it, Carl, because we, it would never in a million years refer, I would never think to refer to a human being as a byproduct of sexual right. intercourse. Right. Even if they had lousy parents. I would have never come up with that. Right. right. Even if you don't agree with the way their parents <laughs> raised them, it's still a dehumanizing way to refer right. to a person. And so Karen responds to that too, right? Yeah. You know what she, st- you know what she starts with? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm not looking for a bunch of pictures of people's kids. I'll probably write off completely somebody I meet if I ask them what they've made and they show me a picture of their kid. Too easy. (laughs) It's too easy to claim. Karen, never ask the question that you don't want the answer to. (laughs) That's the the, uh, rule of thumb that I use on stage. Yeah. That's what I tell, that's what I teach in my comedy class because a lot of times comics will default to asking a question. Hey, have any of you guys ever done this? Have you guys, how many of you guys have got this? How many guys have got that? And it's like, don't ask questions that you don't want them to answer. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that is the point in the discussion when I decided to jump in. <laughs> she couldn't take it anymore. I, I mean, I just said, you really, you really referred to somebody's pride and joy as the byproduct of intercourse. The, the only thing I would suggest about your comments is that they should have started with, yeah. Yeah. You just referred so to you somebody's said, yeah. kid as the byproduct of intercourse. And I said, good grief. This is why parents are so important. God willing, if I do my job well enough, my four kids won't grow up to be as selfish and misguided as that. Which, yeah. Now, you can imagine, Carl, yeah. that that probably struck Karen to her heart. She immediately she accepted moment, Jesus. And she had a moment. <laughs> Of contemplation, <laughs> she, and God whispered to her heart said, at that moment, having been softened. She said, "Amanda, she, what should I do to be saved?" She said, "Amanda, <laughs> how can I be saved? Me and my entire household." Yeah. <laughs> no, that didn't happen at all. Um, what she said was a little incoherent. Apparently, when she writes stuff quickly and off the top of her head, it's not real. Clear. Is that when she responded with three yes. quick? Okay, three in a row. That's another thing you can look for, Carl, when you engage people online, and when when you get multiple statements one after the other, like that. That's a person who is not thinking about what they're saying. That's a right. person who's just sort of emoting. Right. And so it's her first fast response was just type. good luck. Good luck raising four kids who are better who don't refer to people <laughs> as byproducts of intercourse. I think. I don't good think, luck. Good luck raising people that are that are smarter and better adjusted than me. I don't think luck will be needed. I'm pretty <laughs> sure my kids aren't going to, other than ironically, say something like that. Um, but but then she said, "I guess I'll consider myself lucky to have had parents who attempted to discover who I am instead of being so egomaniacal that they think they could make me into something." That is such a profound. And selfish yeah. uh, and ungrateful thing to say. 
right. that my that my parents it's, it's did nothing except stand by no, and no. watch me become no, who I was. No, but she said she was lucky to have them. She was lucky to have parents who attempted to discover who she is right. because that was a good thing. Right. What but, they did for her was a good thing, and what right, I'm but, doing but is wrong. Th- she she wasn't. She wasn't fortunate. She was lucky, and and that is that's just a roll of the dice that the universe uh, the universe assigned her at random right, but people it was still a who good stayed thing. out of her way. Right. But she doesn't give her parents any credit for that. Her parents are not credited with with that. She was just lucky. No, she's she's using that as a way to basically dangle over my head what she thinks a good parent should do. That was a jab at me. That I'm not doing parenting correctly like her parents did. Right. Yes. But you think her parents are... Like I said, it's... Would that... Would that... It's completely Does that belong on a Mother's Day card, for example? It's completely incoherent. Thanks for staying out of my way, Mom, while I became who I was intended to be by... Thanks for creating an environment in which I could thrive. Thanks for letting me become... Thanks for not putting, you know, putting your thoughts on me or putting your beliefs on me or that's you that's your phone that did that it's both of us both of us are getting emails right now that's right and we're getting emails from our telegram group carl that you can be a part of if you go to johnbrandy.com and join the click join the click then you can be in our telegram group and then your phone can go off at inopportune times you'll get a link to the secret telegram group that mm-hmm. only belongs to the it only members. belongs to the click members and uh, we interrupt each other's day quite frequently yeah for- so anyway, um, what was I saying? It's it's incoherent because you can't simultaneously claim that your parents did something right and also did nothing. That, but that is what she's saying. That is what she's saying. She's saying they did something right and I'm doing something wrong, by the way. And because you are trying to shape. Right. No, uh, make. I'm taking credit for you're trying, making you're my children. trying to make your children right. be a certain way. That, and the implication is that that is not what they were intended to be. That whatever right. you make them to right. be is disingenuous. But a and loving contra- parent, a good parent, what allows making. their child to be whoever they were going to be. And that's the right way to help if they're going make to be an artist. Child. If they're going to be an artist that moves to New York and and post condescending things on Facebook for her friends, or if they're going to be an axe murderer or a, uh, you know, a kidnapper. Right. Or maybe a, uh, a megalomaniacal dictator who takes over a small country and enslaves millions well, no, of people. But she's already, she has already revealed her hand. She already said she doesn't want her kids to grow up to be like me. So she, I mean, not that she has kids, but if she had influence over young people, she wouldn't want <laughs> them to become, co- and hopefully she doesn't, <laughs> she wouldn't want them to, to grow up to be people who, like me, listen to what's being said and judge it right well she will never have influence over young people because it's it's horribly inconvenient (laughs) to have influence over young people it requires a tremendous amount of personal sacrifice if you're going to influence people we talked about the word sacrifice later on in the thread too they hate that word and Mm -hmm. yet they want credit for sacrificing for their art they want credit for sacrificing for making beautiful things Mm -hmm. from who well, from from the byproducts of sexual right, intercourse, from other people's byproducts of sexual intercourse, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I just she had referred she had referred me to the other friends on the list and how they had been showing her all the things they're making and note that they're actually you know making things for the planet instead of just scolding people. Important things they're making like vases and right. hammocks and right. 
And she's uh, like, you I'll know, admit, I guess you don't want to join them. You just want to destroy. You just want to keep cranking out people. And I said, when there's other mitts to be made, I said, you're the one who's tearing down the importance of cultivating future generations of human life. You're referring to children as byproducts of sexual intercourse, and you're c- calling yourself constructive. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, only narcissists fool themselves into <laughs> believing that they make their children. I guess you don't believe in God as much as you say you do. Now, she has been trolling your page, right? Obviously, I didn't bring up God at all. Right. And she, yeah, she went to my page to find out. That That's I the other thing God. you can look for, Carl, when you are talking to people who are yeah. uh, not of the not of the same faith as you. Right. Is they will almost immediately say, well, I guess you're not as good a Christian as you claim to be, are So she you? told me, I didn't, I didn't call myself anything. I didn't say I was constructive. Your Trumper rhetoric won't work here. <laughs> and I know we didn't talk about Trump. No, because I didn't even vote for him. <laughs> your Trumper rhetoric. Your Trumper rhetoric won't work here. My friends are intelligent. Now, that was a signal to the other ladies. Yes, that they're supposed to come in and support her. Right. My friends are intelligent, and they're going to rise up and go, we sure she has, are. She has now equated agreeing with her As with intelligence. And so now if anybody doesn't speak or it doesn't speak up for her. Then they're um, just as dumb as you are. Oh, yeah. And it is it is very well established when, you know, a queen bee like Karen says, I know that my friends are smarter than you. You are a trumper. You're unlikable. You're not doing parenting correctly. You don't even believe in God like you say you do. Of right. course, I don't believe in him either, but you. <laughs> and so her friends are watching this, and they're going, oh, she is tearing apart Amanda. Karen yes. is a tearing apart Amanda, and I don't want to be the recipient of she that. She appears to be tearing apart Amanda. Actually, she's right. making Amanda laugh very hard. I was we, laughing pretty we've hard. Had, uh, we've had many laughs over this exchange in the past few days. But what, what she is doing would tear them apart. Right, if, right. If they were receiving what she is giving you, right. they would be completely destroyed. They, right, they don't want to be put in a place where they have to take on... All of those accusations. And what we are trying to do with this podcast is get you to the point where if this sort of rhetoric destroys you, you can be where we're at and you can enjoy the genuine, heartfelt, W-over laughter. I want to get it to the point where the Biden rhetoric doesn't work on you because our friends are intelligent. (laughs) The thing is, we actually are intelligent. Right. So I just said, you know, she called me a narcissist. A narcissist believes, fools themselves into believing that they actually contribute to making their children. And I said, no, narcissists fool themselves into believing they can make very important, beautiful songs and art, but human beings happen by accident. Your priorities are out of whack. Right. And that's Yeah, that's true. They want to have the credit. They want to take the credit as these super interesting, creative people who do important work. And they themselves are byproducts of (laughs) sexual intercourse. And and that's where it all falls down. I mean, they, they, but they don't connect those dots, even though they're super intelligent people, obviously. (laughs) Well, she said she was, I mean. But they, but their whole, (laughs) their whole philosophy, their, their artistry, their, their creativity rests on sand there's nothing underneath it right because i don't want to see pictures of your stupid kids i want to see important well, stuff and, and we like a painting we tried you know the educator tried to explain this is not a picture of a sex act this is a picture of a human being which represents the work that's gone into making this possible right and that just 
right over her head. Wouldn't hear that. And even after I left the conversation, I told her, you know, I wasn't going to, I was just going to podcast about it and not be, and we have not be talking about it. We are it people with her. of our word. But I, she said, well, I guess I'll be making a podcast too about <laughs> art bashing. About how you bash art making. Art bashing. And about how Trump supporters and white supremacists think effing is the most important thing. Right. Because we are the ones who brought that up. Right. We're the ones who look at a picture of someone's kid and think, that eh, is a byproduct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're <laughs> the ones that did that. Not you. Us. Yes, Emery Jane. What do you need? Emmy has a. She wants an apple. Did you already have one today? Um. Did you maybe have one Did you today? maybe have an apple? You didn't? I no. have not. She has not had an apple today. She's never had an apple. She's never, never had an apple. Had <laughs> she's she's really? five years old and she has and never had an apple. You had oranges and cereal and toast, but you've never had an apple today. Okay. Yep. You did have one yesterday. Mm -hmm. I have my painting. Yep. You're painting. Okay, you can Go have get an, an apple. apple. Go ahead. Yay. Yay. And goldfish. And goldfish? <laughs> Um, okay, you can have goldfish, too. Yay! What a day! You hit the jackpot, little lady. <laughs> Apple and goldfish. So anyway, there's, I mean, there's more to the conversation. There's a lot of different, a lot angles. of different angles you can take with this, because the interaction between the women was pretty interesting. It was interesting, and it is, uh, what we're, what we're going to emphasize on this podcast is the importance of, obviously, motherhood. But also family, the importance of, a, of, a, of an environment where children are brought up knowing that they are more than right. just accidents. Be you given. know, your father and I, oops, your father and I got a little carried away, got a little drunk one night and here you are. Right. And that's really the only explanation I can give you. Right. Uh, that is. It's damaging. Extremely damaging. Yeah. To a child. Well, and to be able to give unapologetic boundaries too i think is important because these these women were really scared away from taking any sort of responsibility for growing the child that's true they they didn't want to judge it's that whole don't judge again it right. all goes back to don't judge which equates to don't think don't make declarations don't don't have rules Right. And so having rules for children is very, very necessary. And these poor feminists hate authority so much and hate rules so much. They're so rebellious in nature that now they, in order to try not to be hypocrites, they refuse to put any rules on their own children. Right. And that's the worst thing that you can possibly do for a kid. You also brought up uh, something that I thought was interesting about about selfishness being a virtue in yeah. the feminist circles. Yep. And I don't think you mentioned it on the other podcast. I didn't have the time on Good. the other podcast. So, because I wanted something to be exclusive to my podcast. Well, first but, of all, this is this is astounding. Carl, you have to hear this. It, it, it truly is astounding. This, Carl, this was a thing that that I, I had, I guess I'd seen it before, but I'd never thought about it the way you articulated it. And right. So well, this is first of all, the mom came back again and she shared this quote, which says your greatest contribution to the universe may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Yeah, which and is a good quote. It's not a bad quote. It's not I, bad. I would say I would split hairs a little bit and say that is something that you're doing when you're raising them. But whatever. Right. It's the, the concept is that the people matter. And um, yeah. And you got to give people that are far away from the gospel 
you know, credit when they take a step in the right when direction. They brush up against <laughs> no matter how it, yeah. small. Yeah. You so I said to them. I said to the mom, I quit talking to Karen at that point, I didn't respond to her anymore. <laughs> but I said to the mom, listen, regardless of what Karen said about byproducts of intercourse, your effort to teach and grow the next generation is important. It's every bit as valid to share a picture of your son as someone else sharing a picture of their dinner. Keep impacting the world. Uh, yes. So it's at least as valid. I said that. And do you know, do you know what Karen said to me? Again, I'm not even talking I to do, but Carl doesn't. So. Carl, she said, you idiot. She doesn't need your validation. <laughs> She's 10 times the human you'll ever be. Right. Now what's going on there, Carl, is, uh-oh, this evil woman has said something positive to one of my friends uh, and it's actually been more encouraging to my friend than I have been. So I'm going to step in and make sure that my friend understands. She's still an idiot. That, that this woman is still an idiot. Yeah. And she doesn't need your encouragement. She's 10 times the, the human. 10 times the human that right. you'll ever be. 10 times the human. It's just <laughs> a random means. accident that she got to be 10 times the right. human that I am. Right. She's 10 times the byproduct of sexual intercourse that you'll ever be. <laughs> Um, also, this was the second post after that one. Also, her environment that she makes for her son mm -hmm. isn't for white victims and bigots, parenthetically, right. like me, I guess, like the way that I do it. Right. Um, her kid actually benefits us all. Yes. Which is her a jab kid, at my kids. Her kid actually benefits us all, which which is not what she said in her opening statement. Right. What she said in her opening statement is, yeah, I don't really care about your kid. Right. But I was going back and forth with the mom because I saw that opening. It's like, okay. Hey, here's you're talking a, about sacrifice. Here's a person who wants to make something of herself and her kid for the universe, mm -hmm. which again is a very slim, very slim a, glimmer of it's hope. It's a micro step in the right direction. And, I, uh, and so she comes back to me and says, oh yeah, but Karen is right about the environment too. Like I made my kid... But then I made parenting decisions based on my schooling and my continuing education, and I made sure that he wasn't exposed to harm, and I made sure that his teachers understood who he was and how right. to help him and all right. of this. Right. It was, she's, it, but why, she's talking like she is contradicting what you said. Right. But she's actually agreeing with you right. in every friend. I mean, she sentence. went on and on to talk about how she had to do 18 months of virtual schooling right. this last couple of right. years. But she had to articulate it because, because she was confused at this point. I'm hearing from this, from this person that Karen has told me is terrible, right. but I'm not disagreeing with her. Does so. not compute. Yeah. So I told her, I can see all of that from the picture that you shared you're obviously making a lot of things happen and you take the responsibility seriously most people don't see the byproducts of intercourse when they look at their babies they see the sacrifices they're making right keep it up and i that used word, the word sacrifice sacrifice is what triggered her and this is the point that i wanted to yes yeah have you make and so she said i've never seen it as a sacrifice though right he didn't ask to be born no one made me have him i chose him i choose him every day um, and then she goes on to some more stuff that's really hard about parenting. I have now to drive back that, and forth. Understand that she's saying this after she just spent many, many words talking about all the things that she did to create an environment for right. him. Right. And then she goes, but it's not a sacrifice. Right. And I said, why does it bother you to use the word sacrifice? Do you think it makes you a bad person to be honest about things you're giving to make the world better? Right. Why are others in the thread allowed to take credit for their remodeling rooms or their pretty art, but you're supposed to downplay the work that you're doing for another person? Right. 
I'm just trying to understand. Great question. I'm just trying to understand. I said to her, has someone made you feel that choosing to give is more valid in some categories, like your career, than in others, right. like parenting? And what was her response? Um, she said, sacrifice implies that I'm missing out on something else, and I'm not. Right. And, and that's where, that, that's the, the crux of it, is that these people, the, the feminists, yes, it's the feminism. secularists, it's feminism, but it's secularism, it's not Christian. Um, and what that means is that they, they literally value selfishness right. and putting themselves first. And if you suggest to them that that they're doing something for their children, she's she's doing something for her child that is not for her. She's putting herself second right. to her child's Which needs. Which is against the law in that feminism. That makes her uncomfortable. Right. And that's an astounding thing to yeah, me. Yeah, because they, a lot of them had some experience in church growing up that they now consider uh, distasteful or traumatic even. They didn't like... The church experience they didn't like how authoritarian it was they didn't like how patriarchal it was mm -hmm. and so now they're literally reacting against it so anything that smells like the christian faith or christian mm -hmm. orthodoxy they are supposed to hate mm -hmm. they're supposed to resist it right. and so sacrifice is an extremely important part of christian doctrine uh you might even say it's central yes you might even you might even say it's built on around a sacrifice yeah and so all of this is how do i take credit for important things i'm trying to do in the universe without accidentally proving that i care about sacrifice and i value <laughs> sacrifice how how can i give to my son without accidentally being a little bit like Jesus. Right, right. Whom I don't believe in. I don't like that idea that that, that sacrifice is good, and yet right. I know instinctively that it is. It is good because it's been written on my heart that right. it's a good thing. And, and so I have to deny my own conscience. I have to deny what I instinctively know to be true in order to not get in trouble with this uh, with this friend of mine who is right. going to hold me accountable to the dogma of feminism. of feminism. Right. And I was telling you and Luke earlier when we talked about this, like think about the fact that women aren't even allowed to look beautiful for somebody else. They right. have to announce, this is why a lot of them intentionally look horrible. They shave their heads, they dye their armpit hair, they do all sorts of things. They, yeah. And if they do happen to look lovely, like some of them will put if on makeup. If they accidentally look attractive. Well, they, it's not an accident. Some of them intentionally curl their hair. They wear heels. They wear this red but, lipstick. But they have to say it's for themselves. Yes. They have to proudly announce, this is only for me. I'm doing this for me because right. I love myself first. I love myself first. And yeah. that that's it. That, and I, I think that is... Um, that's an interesting and profound truth that we uncovered this week that yep. you uncovered this week, um, even though I was the one who gave you the quote. And so I want to make sure well, that everybody understands that I started this with the quote. You did. And so you did. And I, I should get up, most of the credit. I summed it up for the ladies most by just saying every choice we make means losing the thing that we didn't choose. We sacrifice what we don't choose when we make any choice. And I agree that a childhood or children is a worthwhile sacrifice to make. Um, but it's okay to tell the truth when things are hard, when that sacrifice is difficult. And if I can brag about a song that I've written, then I can brag that I've made up dozens of lullabies to soothe my babies to sleep. Right. And if I can share a picture of a beautiful cake I've decorated, then I can make lots of, I, I can admit that I've made lots and lots of cakes for my children for their birthday parties. And right. 
Um, and if we want humans to enjoy our art, we have to admit that we need parents to make those to humans, make those humans. To, to enjoy the art. Um, and it's deeply inhumane to think of young people like they're byproducts or mm -hmm. afterthoughts. Um, humans right. are the whole point and it, what you're doing matters. I can say this with honesty. I don't think that her worldview is healthy for her children, but it's not, but it's not what healthy you're for doing her either. matters. And even if it feels bad to call it a sacrifice, it still matters. That's all I'm saying. Right. And Karen came back with one final, um, a lot of people never have sex and still choose to give every day. Sounds to me like you need to be fixed here. Nobody else does. So move along. Also seems to me that you like to get blocked on social media because you're inane and simple and boring. <laughs> So there you go. That's, that's the bottom of that conversation. Yeah, she seems so nice. I wonder why she doesn't have any kids. I wonder why she's not currently involved in a relationship. I can't. Uh, I'm she to has get her theme song. She here. has so much to give. She has so much love to give. Um. Oh, I have another surprise for you, too. What's that? You're going to have to just listen to it as we go out. We're out of time. I know. You're going to hear it as we go out. So listen. Uh, thanks for being here, Carl. Uh, don't forget, it's Fight Left Feast. Conference is coming up. Go sign up. Uh, also, Vacate with the Comics is coming up in August. It's coming up before the conference. If you haven't done that and you want to come and hang out with us and play board games and listen to comedy shows every single night, uh, johnbrandy.com. Get more details at johnbrainian.com. Okay, now listen. Listen Bye. closely. Thanks so much for visiting today, Carl. Join the Comedian's family at the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference this September. More details at flfnetwork.com. We can't wait to meet all our new neighbors. 